Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high achieving men save their marriage. Although lately I'm thinking maybe it's more than just saving it, right? It's enjoying it, loving it. <laughs> and what we're talking about today is kind of, we'll explain why I'm kind of thinking more in this way. But today we're talking about understanding understanding and managing the high achieving brain. So I just finished this book that is excellent, you know, and we're, I'm just going to be kind of summarizing some of the ideas from that today. Some of the things that have been most helpful for me. And that will hopefully help for you too as a high achieving man, help you understand yourself better and how your brain works and, um, you know, some ways we can uh, manage that better. So the book's called Driven. It's by a a PhD named Douglas Brackman, B-R-A-C-K-M-A-N-N. Subtitle is Understanding and Harnessing the Genetic Gifts Shared by Entrepreneurs, Navy SEALs, Pro Athletes, and Maybe You. And as a high achieving man, if you're, you know, uh, a business owner, or a professional, or, you know, you're achieving big things in your life, you probably have some of these traits. So high achievers, they actually have certain genetic mutations in their D2, D4 dopamine receptors. What this does is it makes the reward centers of the brain not fire quite as easily. So what does that translate to for us? So sometimes, you know, high-achieving people, they'll be diagnosed with ADHD, like Richard Branson. Maybe you have been at some point, but you know, you're you're accomplishing things, but you just tend to kind of maybe jump from one thing to the other a decent amount. Hard to focus, you're, you know, one bright, shiny object to the next kind of thing, maybe describing myself here a little bit. But um, anyway, this this kind of lower ability for the brain to feel reward you know, you're, you like, it, it just drives you to try to get higher and higher levels of accomplishment often as a high achieving guy. So you, you're like, Oh, I've got to get this goal. So for me, right. My, my path has been uh, a lot of it's been academic. Um, so, you know, when I become a doctor, yeah, finally, I'm going to feel like I accomplished something. And I did, right? But then it was on to the next. Oh, now I need to finish residency. Okay, I finished that. Now I've made this much money. Okay, well, it's not enough. You know, I've got to go to the next and the next and the next, right? And so that was enough. I started another business, right? <laughs> I've been doing this. And if you've listened for a while, you know, you've seen I've created lots of different products. I've, I've jumped to different things here and there. And, um, you know, it's like anyway, I'm seeing these patterns in myself. So it's been really helpful, but, um, just this, this idea that like we get an accomplishment and then it's just not quite enough. You know, we're not quite satisfied. So that could be a physical goal. Maybe you're someone who's really into, um, triathlons or, but you know, just the, 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 the mini one wasn't enough. You've got to go do the Ironman, right? Um, with mental, maybe that's, you know, through, uh, learning, new things or getting more degrees or things like that. Financial, you know, I think a lot of us can relate to that one. We have a certain amount of money and we think, oh, that's not enough. You know, I've got to have more or social, whether that's with your relationship or with your, you know, friends, I've got to have more friends. I've got to connect with more people or, 
you know, be seen in a higher light socially, that kind of thing. And what's driving us is this sense of like, not enough, like I'm not enough, right? What I have, what I have isn't enough. And it can tie into your self-worth and it can be really difficult because from the outside, it looks like we've got a lot going for us. You know, we have a decent amount of money. We have a good job. Our family seems to be doing well with church. Maybe things are, are good, right? Um, but on the inside, we're just always feeling like, man, it's just, it's not good enough, right? Something's missing. I, I need to do more. I've got to accomplish more. Okay. So even when we hit a big goal, right, we hit a big financial goal, we hit a big physical goal, you know, it's just great. Now what's next on to the next one, right? I didn't quite feel how I thought I would feel. Right? I still don't feel worthy. I still don't feel quite good enough, right? Um, so in the book, you know, he makes this argument that what we're chasing is a sense of reward that's hard for us to feel because of that genetic mutation. Um, but also we can and often we do interpret it as we inherently are not good enough. There's something wrong with us, right? We should be happy with what we have, but we're not. Or just in general, like it's just not enough, not enough, not enough. I've got to get more. I've got to get more. I've got to accomplish more, right? And it's it's good in a way because you get a lot done, but it comes at a cost. What, what I've found, right, is, you know, what gets you to that point, it stays with you, right? So if you said, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. But you got there by telling yourself, oh, 999,999, that's not enough. When you hit a million, guess what? You're still going to have that same thought. It's not enough, right? That same belief, it's not enough. doesn't really matter what you get to. You've got to solve that first. And we'll get into the ideas he gives, which for me have been so powerful. Something I really wanted to share with you guys today. Um, So again, we tell ourselves like, oh, once I hit that million dollars, you know, you know, I'll feel good enough. And then you don't. And then you're like, oh, well, it must not have been a million. It must have been 2 million. <laughs> so then you get to 2 million and you still don't feel enough, right? And you see the the problem there. So in the book, he has this really good um, example. Uh, so he says in a meditation retreat, a lot of times, and this is in chapter nine. So I recommend go get this book, you know, read through the whole thing. But this comes from chapter nine in the book. So he says, when you go to a meditation retreat, a lot of times they'll say something to you like, okay, when you reach the top of a 100 foot pole, what is the next step? So try to answer that for yourself. You know, when you reach the top of a 100 foot pole, what would you do next? So, you know, with me, with me, when I first heard this, I was like, well, you know, climb down or, you know, celebrate that you made it to the top or, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> try not to hurt yourself, <laughs> something like that. Right. Um, but really in the back of my mind, the real answer is, well, you go find the next one, right? You go find the next pull. Okay. That's what was really in my mind. And so, you know, he goes through and he, you know, he says you go to the meditation teacher and you give them all your answers and they're like, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. You know, keep meditating and people get frustrated, frustrated, frustrated until like the truth dawns on them, right? Where they're saying, oh, like me trying to solve this puzzle, like that's another pull. That's another pull I'm trying to climb, right? And 
at the end, the answer kind of dawns on these people. And I didn't get, I had to read it in the book. And I'm, maybe I'm spoiling this for you, but I'm going to spoil it for you. <laughs> but the answer is, there is no pull. There is no pull. There's no pull you can climb where you're finally going to be done, where you're finally going to feel good enough, right? There's, it's not a million. It's not two million. It's not when your wife comes back. It's not when, you know, your kid goes to the college you want, right? None of that. There is no pull where you're going to feel finally fulfilled and accomplished as a human being. Okay. So instead realizing that, right, there is no pull. But that doesn't mean there's nothing, right? Because for us as driven guys, just thinking like, oh, there's nothing, like that's disturbing, right? We don't like that. So instead, you know, Dr. Brackman, he recommends this basic phrase, which is like, I'm okay as I am now and I can be better, right? So he calls this the mastery path where, look, where I am right now, it's fine. Like I'm good, you know, I'm safe, I'm healthy, right? And yeah, there's places we can go. There's room for improvement. And for us as high achieving guys, as driven guys, as Dr. Brackman would call it, you know, that's good because we're always going to be driven towards the future. Okay. The other thing with this, right, is, is better. It doesn't have a finish line. In my mind, what I'm picturing is kind of a horizon, right? You're looking towards the horizon. He gives the example of that in the book too where there's something out there that we're working towards, right? There's not really a finish line to it. You can follow the horizon forever, right? Um, so there's no finish line to it, but it's a path, right? It's a path of mastery. It's a path of improvement. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing. He calls it, like I said, the mastery path. But again, just this phrase for me has been so powerful and kind of plugging this into that state fair model, right? Like it is awesome. You know, just like, I'm okay as I am now. I'm worthy as I am now. I'm good enough as I am now. And I can be better, right? Because it doesn't give you that false promise that like somewhere out there, there's an accomplishment I can have where I'm finally going to be good enough. Okay, there is no pull. There is no accomplishment that's going to do that for you. Okay, it's just, I'm okay as I am now. And I can be better, both, right? I'm going to keep moving because that's who I am. That's what I like to do, okay? But also I understand that I'm fine as I am now, so when I get there, I'm still going to be fine and I can still be better than too, right? So there's not this chasing some external thing that is finally going to make you feel good enough, okay? So again, that phrase, I'm okay as I am now, or you could say I'm worthy as I am now, I'm good enough as I am now, and I can be better. For me, like if you do state fair model, right, that's the thought, the feeling for me is just peaceful and motivated, Right. Instead of like, oh, I've got to hit this goal. You're motivated, but you're also kind of like energized and anxious in a way, right? And it's fueled by that deeper thought that I'm not good. Like right now is not okay. I'm not good enough as I am, right? That's kind of like the thought beneath it. Instead of like, yeah, I'm okay as I am now and I want to be better. It's been really good for me to think in this way and just think like, like the, who I'm helping now in my business, that's great. And I can help them more. And I can help more people, right? It's helped me refocus just on doing a great job helping the people that, you know, come to me through the podcast or through the, the work I do, uh, you know, in the program and uh, with one-on-one -on -one clients and all that. It's great. So what about plateaus? So the, 
So kind of giving, giving you a sense of like how much this driven mind idea applies to me. You know, when I first heard this idea, like I can always be better. I wanted to think of an example where it's not true. (laughs) So I started thinking about lifting weights, something I enjoy doing. Um, but like I've sort of, I've trained for a while now and I'm at this point where like, I'm probably not going to get a whole lot stronger. <laughs> like I'm probably not going to be able to lift a lot more weight unless I do something very different. You know, I think that's possible. I could go hire a trainer. I could change my, my diet up and things like that. Um, but given the amount of time I'm willing to invest in it, <laughs> um, I'm probably about as strong as I'm going to get. So what's better at that point, right? Like if I'm not going to go and like try to become an Olympic weightlifter or something, how can that be better? Okay. So, but then I started finding an answer for myself, right? So maybe it's just redefining health for my age or my body type, right? Saying, look, I just want to have good energy, or maybe I want to improve my flexibility now that my strength's about at a good spot, right? Or, Maybe it's, you know, one thing I've been doing lately is just like focusing on really trying to like feel the muscles I'm trying to train, right? Feel them kind of hit that breaking point, like even picture the muscle fibers kind of tearing, you know, I can focus on that more instead of be, because again, it ties to that same thing. Oh, if I can get 10 reps of this, like then I'm good enough, right? If I can bench press this much, then I'm good enough. Same problem right? That pull, but there, instead of, so it's helped me to focus there. Like there is no pull. There's no weight where finally I'm going to say, oh yeah, I'm a good enough person. Right? No, it's like, I'm doing this for, you know, to improve my health. And yeah. It's fun to watch the weight go up, but at the same time, like I'm okay as I am now. I don't need that extra five pounds to make me feel good enough where really I did for a very long time. Um, or maybe it's just acceptance, right? That I'm plenty strong enough for anything that I'm likely to face in my day-to-day life. <laughs> like, I really don't need to lift a lot of weight in what I do. You know, I talk with people for the most part. That's what I do for work. <laughs> you know, I don't need to be super strong to do that. Um, I like being strong. I go play sports with my kids and, you know, I like to be in good, good shape for that. Uh, you know, I lift my kids up and, and play with them. So I want to be strong enough for that, but they don't weigh 500 pounds. Right. So what I've came to find is like, cause I wanted to, to, to prove him wrong, basically that there, you know, that there is a point where you can't get better. But when I really looked at it, it was like, look, there really always is a way that you can be better. You just have to look for it. And as driven men, as high achieving men, that's fun for us, right? Like how can we be a little bit better? but not with that anxious, not good enough the feeling behind it, right? It's like, yeah, I'm good enough as I am now. Great. And I can be better because that's fun. Like, you, can you see and feel the difference? For me, it's been really life-changing. So another thing that, that high-achieving guys do or driven guys do is self-sabotage a lot. So Dr. Brackman says we're kind of like hunters in a farming world, so we're scanning the horizon. We're looking for the next place to go, the next thing to do. So with that too, because it's sort of hard to feel that uh, reward, we can be kind of like thrill-seeking guys. Um, you know, we can like adventurous stuff. You know, it's important for us. Uh, he goes through this thing called, you know, the five, uh, you know, the, these five areas of your life, right? And one of them is making sure you're doing something to fill that need for adventure, 
that you have. Um, but sometimes that can be sort of problematic if you take it too far. Um, but for the most part, we kind of like a little bit of chaos in our lives. <laughs> like we kind of like a little bit of danger, a little bit of instability. Like part of why I'm drawn to working with, with men and couples and marriages is because it is, it, to me, it's exciting, right? There's a lot of emotions going on. And for me, I like that. I kind of thrive in that environment. I feel like I do a good job there. It's probably in part because of this genetic thing. So, but, you know, so that's, that's a positive way, right? I've been able to identify how can I use this in a setting that's, that's going to be helpful for me and for the people I'm helping. But sometimes in our lives, when things get too easy, we can like create some chaos either intentionally or unintentionally. Um, so that could be financial, like things are going well financially. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, like, let me make this big investment kind of risky investment or, um, you know, uh, like emotionally you can just like pick a fight. Like I remember I would literally pick fights with my wife just because I, you know, seemed interesting, <laughs> seemed exciting. Um, or, you know, uh, physically we can go, you know, do something kind of wild bungee jump or, you know, uh, drive really fast or things like that. Or, you know, uh, start a new business or like burn our business down so that we can start a new one, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, to avoid doing that, what we can remind ourselves of is that we're safe as we are and that's okay you know, it's okay to feel safe. <laughs> and, and again, like we're okay as we are, right? Like I'm safe. I'm okay. Right. We have this money. It's okay to just have it. Right. Things are good in our marriage. It's fine for him to just be good for a while. Right. Um, and then just say like, I'm okay. Again, that same phrase, like I'm okay as I am now. And then you look towards the horizon for that improvement. Yeah. Things are great and they can be better just kind of bringing yourself back to that instead of like, Hey, things are kind of too easy right now. Let me try to make things worse. Like I, I, I literally remember in um, college where there were girls that um, had an extremely, let's say traditional sense of what a, a family would look like where husband works, wife's at home, does all the cooking, does all the cleaning, all of that. And I like, in some ways that's appealing, right? But in my mind, I remember saying that's too easy. Like that, that would be too easy. <laughs> like I, I like the challenge and as a high achieving man, you know, if you can relate to that, you, you don't want to be bored. You know, you want to be involved in something that is exciting and a little bit risky and a little bit dangerous, but you want to manage that. Um, and remind yourself like, it's okay to be safe. And I can get that sort of fun through controlled things, you know, and through, continually trying to improve myself, but also remembering like I'm okay as I am now and I can be better. Another really helpful concept from the book was this idea of who am I versus what am I? So a lot of times we ask ourselves, you know, who am I? So if I were to ask myself that, you know, I would say I'm a son of God. Definitely believe that strongly. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a doctor. I'm a marriage coach. But then like it, it kind of explodes from there for who am I? Well, you know, who am I also? I'm a driver sometimes. I play tennis sometimes. I'm a guy playing golf rival on his phone. I've found that lately. It's been fun for me. 
So this is where people start to say, oh, I'm out of balance. Or how do I find balance? You know, I'm all these things. How do I balance all of them? Right. So then, you know, trying to find that correct balance or finding that balance point in your life, you know, it just becomes another pull, right? Another hundred foot pull to climb. How do I find it? How do I find the right balance? So instead of that, just in the moment, try asking yourself, what am I? So like right at this moment for me, I'm a guy delivering a podcast to his guests. And I'm trying to picture you guys and trying to, you know, deliver a message that will be helpful for you. Okay. What, what I've been saying to myself lately, uh, so my oldest son, he's, uh, he's 15 and, you know, having some attitudes sometimes, especially when, uh, I pick him up from school, though not as much lately, not as much since I kind of have made these shifts in myself, but I started saying to myself, like, I'm a parent to a teenager with attitude. That's what I am right now. <laughs> and so what kind of parent to a teenager with attitude do I want to be? And that just calmed me way down. It made me laugh a little bit. And I was able to actually be a good parent to a teenager with attitude in that moment, right? Instead of saying like, and this is what I would used to do. Like, who am I? I'm a son of God. I, I want to do what God wants me to do. And that's helpful too. I've just found this to be, at least for now, like even more helpful. Like, what am I? Okay. Yeah, I'm a dad. Like when I'm with my little, little kids, instead of jumping up my phone and saying like, oh, like I'm a dad and now I'm a guy that is on his phone and doing work stuff, right? No, I'm a dad right now. This is what I'm doing. Okay. When I go sit down and write something for you guys, right? What am I right now? I'm a, I'm a coach, right? How can I help my clients? Or I'm a husband right now. Right now I'm spending time with my wife. I'm going to talk with her, connect, try to understand her, try to help her, right? So this has been extremely helpful instead of who am I all the time? What am I in this moment? How can I, and again, I'm good as I am now. How can I even be better at that? Right? Not, I'm not good as I am now and I need to be better, right? But I'm okay as I am now and I can be better because that's fun, right? And there's progress. And for us as driven, high achieving men, that's a good thing. All right. So in summary, guys, as a high achieving man, do yourself a favor and buy the book Driven by Douglas Brackman. Like you're going to love it. It's on Audible too, if you want to listen to it. Um, so as high achieving driven guys, you know, we tend to seek for more and better, right? The problem is a lot of times we attach that to the idea that right now we're not enough. And that at some point when we achieve something, then finally we're going to be enough, but it's just a trap, right? It's just a trap. You got to realize there is no pole. There is no pole tall enough that you're finally going to feel good enough. Once you finish that one, you're going to see a next one higher. Okay. So instead of that, just realize, look, I'm okay as I am right now. I'm worthy as I am right now. I'm safe as I am right now. Right. And I can be better. Okay. Both of those are true because again, as a driven guy, we don't like the idea. Yeah. I'm fine as I am now and just leave it at that. It's not fun for us feels wrong. But to say, yeah, I'm okay as I am now, I can relax. And also there's some place to go, you know. I can I can go someplace and improve myself. That's a good thing. So also try to catch yourself self-sabotaging to try to create chaos when you start to feel bored. Okay. Find another way to get some excitement than like destroying like relationships or, you know, your body or your finances. Okay. 
And then ask yourself, you know, what am I in the moment instead of who am I? What am I right at this moment? And how can I, and remembering I'm okay as I am and how can I be better? So part of this book too is about driven meditation. Um, it's something I haven't practiced yet from the book, but I want to, and, um, I'm excited to, to check it out, but, um, yeah. So guys get this book really helpful for, for us as high achieving guys, driven guys, as Dr. Brackman would put it. Um, so look, the strongman system that I run, the program that I have, like it's relationship skills on that mastery path, right? It's improving yourself in how to relate to the people around you. And first we learn how to relate to ourselves and we look at these thoughts and then their emotions and how do you manage them? And, um, you know, how do you communicate those with others? How do you listen? Well, how do you set boundaries? How do you, um, ask for what you need in the most productive way? Right. You learn all that stuff. Okay. And look, it's going to be the best $2,500 you've ever spent. You know, Harvard, uh, Harvard study shows the best predictor of happiness is the quality of your relationships. If you want to be happy, you need to learn how to have good relationships. This program will show you exactly how to do that. Okay. Also this next week, there's going to be a special offer coming for members of my email list for the strongman system, a little extra bonus. Uh, so come over to mikefrasermd.com and join the email list and I will see you there. All right. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.